Good afternoon and welcome to another episode of F It I'm Doing a Podcast. I'm Curtis. And uh, it's Monday. I'm off, so I thought I'd try to put out a few more uh, horror episodes since it's October. And I've been really gearing up for this. Not exactly the way I planned, but hey, I'm able to put a little bit of content out for you guys. Today's episode is going to be about Dark Knight of the Scarecrow, a 1981 film. Uh, it starred Charles Durning as a uh, oh man, his name, uh, Mister Hawkslocker. I want to say it is. It was a weird name, and the, and then there's another cast member whose name was uh, Herlicker or Hostler. And I always confuse the two in everything here. Uh, the main characters you should be thinking about in this film is uh, Larry Drake from Dr. Gill's fame and uh, L.A. Law. He played a uh, mentally uh, challenged person by the name of Bubba or Bub- Bubby. Uh, and his friend, a little eight-year-old girl by the name of uh, Marilee. Played by Tanya Crow, um, who's probably the only surviving living member in that cast. It was an old film from '81, and a lot of the a lot of the actors in this weren't exactly the youngest in it, except for Mary Lee. Uh, the film is about a small town. Uh, they didn't really give much of a area where it was at. I want to say Wisconsin, uh, because the silo later on involved in it. Um, where you have this mentally challenged person, Bubby, who is good friends with Mary Lee. Uh, the town is kind of unsure about that relationship because Bubby is damn near 30, if not 40, and he's mentally challenged and he's hanging around with a little girl who loves him like a brother loves him like a, a friend not a pet like a friend and they go on adventures walking around all the fields and playing games and he uh and there's certain people in town who find it weird and charles groden's uh, charles groden uh charles durning's character uh hoslocker i'll call him hoslocker postman who's postman doesn't like it at all. He talks all kinds of shit whenever he sees them together, having fun. And there's a little bit of a reason. The film doesn't quite give you an out and out what that reason is, but they give you little hints and cues from lines from other characters that the postman isn't exactly on the up and up in his reasons why he hates uh, Bubby with the young girl it's because he's got some pedophile nature tendency in him and they never say the word pedophile is never used but lines like we all know about you and who you are who you really are there's a scene where the uh, sheriff uh, approaches him because he's chasing at them early because he knows something now, I'm jumping ahead because uh, it's not a basic plot. It's a good revenge story. I checked this out. I probably watched this at least uh, when I 
discovered I was able to stream it about uh, I mean, about six years ago. I watched it for the first time, and it still catches me. I was able to find it in a streaming site. I was able to find it without going to YouTube to hunt it down. I think I watched it the first time on YouTube. Uh, I was, I was like, shocked that it was even out. And it still holds up in its tone and its story. Uh, during their little play, uh, Bobby and Merle go across, come across a uh, house. And they look into the backyard because kids are curious like that. And they see a fountain. And Mary Lee is very curious about it. And she accidentally bumps a piece of wood that is loose. And she sees that an opportunity to go look. Bubby doesn't want her to go look. Uh, he's very worried about it. She says, oh, it'll be fine. They go in. And while Mary Lee is looking at the fountain, a dog comes up. It's growling at her. She's scared. And Bubby uh, quickly uh, goes through the fence to save her when it tries to attack her when she tries to run. Uh, he's all scared too. Later on, they go to Mary Lee's house where her mom is at home, and someone's knocking on the door. And it's Bubby holding the lifeless body of Mary Lee, and she screams because he says, Bubby didn't do it. And she screams, going, Oh my god, this mentally challenged person killed my daughter. That's what everybody's been fearing for years. Oh my god. Uh, meanwhile, Charles Durney's character is in the post office, and one of his buddies, who was there when he was talking shit about Bubby, uh, drives up and says, He did it! He did it! And that's all Charles Durney needed the ammunition he needed, literally. He gets his gun tells the boys we're going to get together because it's him and three other two other guys we're going to go and hunt them down ourselves he did it he needs to pay and his friend is like hey they're already sending people to go hunt him down you know and everything well they find him and they chase him they chase him to the cornfield where he gets to the cornfield and he hides in a scarecrow he, he hides as a scarecrow try to throw them off of course that doesn't throw them off they notice it's him and they've got their guns drawn and the postman looks him in the eye noses him pulls back and fires and then they all fire 21 shots into him killing him dead at the time at the moment that he's dead they hear over the walkie talkie that hey the girl's okay Bubby saved her. He rescued her from the dog that was attacking her. She's going to be fine. And they're all kind of looking like, what did we just do? Of course, there. then it cuts to the court, uh, court courthouse where a lawyer is trying to really persecute these four men. And small town politics get in the way and they don't do anything. Uh... They're basically, they're basically like, ah, uh, you know, well, okay. Uh, long story short, they get off. And it's seen as an accident. They kill the man, but it's an accident. Now look, this, this movie came out in 81. 
it could clearly come out now because that's how our justice system seems to work now. They cater to, especially in small towns. These guys, they were good boys, you know, defense blood bullshit like that. So they go about their own lives, you know, and enjoying, enjoying life, basically. And Hossflocker, I'll call him that one. I get his name all wrong. He happens to see, he's, he happens to, he's at home. And he's doing some chores, and he looks out into the field because he sees the scarecrow. He thinks his friends put him up to it, uh, put the scarecrow out there to intimidate him or give him a hard time. He goes and finds him. So what the fuck was that all about? And what do you mean? You put the scarecrow out there to mess with me? Is that what you did? And they're kind of like, no, we didn't do anything like that. And he tries to just shake it off, whatever. And night comes. He's out doing his chores in the farm in this Wisconsin area. Uh, and he sees, he hears something in the barn. So he goes into the barn. He sees, he hears something up top. He goes up top. He is walking along a uh, beam to get to the other side. And just as he's in the middle of the beam, the machine, there's a machine, there's a crushing machine, turbine machine, that's under him. And it comes on, startling him. And he loses his footing and falls to his death. Meanwhile, Charles Durning's character, the postman, is in, is at some I was trying to figure this out it seemed that he's living at an old folks uh, building where he gets breakfast from a, a landlord and, and there's all more there's old people around him as well and it just his whole setup was really weird and and there's also kind of a reason why he's there it's kind of like is it there because he is abiding by law because there's no kids around him and that's what it is I mean there's layers that they could have put to this if they were doing a remake um, so while he's having breakfast just just living all the fat of the land you know the landlord's just all nice and oh here's another slice of bacon you know here's, here's some pancakes you know and he's and the, the older guy that's in front of him is is getting eaten his food going man it's a shame uh Hosslocker was here yesterday wasn't he? he was yeah damn it's a damn shame live here one day gone the next and he's a what yeah he, he's dead now police and ambulance and everybody he goes into more detail than i did but so the postman shows up goes to Hosslocker's uh spot where his wife is grieving and the lawyer's there and Lori kind of gives him this look and gets in the car with her and they leave and he finds out that uh, he got crushed in the machine his buddy Hoslocker got crushed in the machine uh, the machine was off and that's another mystery too uh, who turned off the machine and so his, bo- his, so his boys are kind of freaking out because his one friend has the same scarecrow thing happened to him uh, he sees it he goes out there drops his knees can't believe what he's seeing and 
he confronts his other two guys going, he is going after us. He killed Hoss Locker. He's coming after me. Uh, we need to tell the cops. And the whoa, 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 we, Charles Durning's like, whoa, whoa, we don't need to tell the cops. You know what we did? We just, we just need, it's just an accident. It was an accident. How was it an accident? It was an accident. So then, uh, his, his buddy is doing his thing. And he, uh, here's something out by the silo. Goes into the silo. No one's in there. He gets ready to come out of the silo, and he gets locked in the silo. The moment he finds out he's locked in the silo, the silo machine comes on, and all the corn starts going into the silo. Bada bing, bada boom. He's dead. Then his other buddy is freaking out about what happened to him, and they say it's got to be the old woman. His son, Bubby's mama. Bubby's mama really cursed them during the whole entire uh, uh, whole entire situation in the courthouse. And Bubby's mom lives alone, of course. And Mary Lee even come, came to visit her and telling her that Bubby's alive. And she's trying to tell him, oh girl, no he's not. Your Bubby's dead. And cut to the old woman. Just sitting there enjoying herself. She has herself some tea. And she hears something. She goes up to the door see who it is it's no one she comes back in sits down and then she is attacked not attacked Charles Durning character is in the house and he surprises her and puts his hand over her mouth well that added fright so she dies he of course can't believe it but then the coffee uh, pot awakens startles him and he walks through the coffee pot he turns it on. He turns it off. The pilot off. He turns on the gas because he killed this woman. And he turns on the gas and he takes off. The house explodes later on because the fireplace is on. Gas and fire, boom. Uh, what happens next is probably the craziest part of this What happens next is uh, pretty much what you expect when the house explodes. And the postman is like, okay, accident, accident happened. Uh, meanwhile, the Merley, Merley is playing and she comes upon the wreckage of the house and she is shocked to see what happened. She kind of overhears and we get a little expedition on, exposition on what is happening and we find out that the lawyers walking around with one of the uh, detectives and he says uh, yeah it's a house explosion and the lawyers like just any shred 
And he's like, what do you mean? Um, nothing, nothing, nothing. The lawyer really feels that Postman is involved. And it's because of how they got away with murder. I mean, come on. Any other state, this shit wouldn't fly. But they're a bunch of four white guys in a small town. Of course, they're going to get off. Uh, later that night, uh, Charles Durning's character uh, is driving home. Driving home from work. He is uh, just driving down the road. Oh, oh man, I'm skipping the best part. Uh, so after that happens, the other guy is freaking out. Like, oh man, we gotta do something. Something's going on. The old, uh, and Charles Durning's like, tell me to calm down. Uh, we're going to go out to the gravesite. So they go out to the gravesite, and they're going to dig up the body of Bubby to show that that's not who uh, was a scarecrow that they saw. So they go out there, and they go dig up the body, and the body's there. The body's not. The body's there. And they freak out because I guess the body's there. Oh my god. Alive, what are we gonna do? Uh, he Charles Durning jumps on his buddy, trying to calm him down. Uh, it looks like he's gonna choke him out, but he doesn't. Instead, he tells him, We're gonna go dig up, dig the body back up. We're gonna put the grit, make it look like no one was here. So they go out there, they close the casket, and then his buddy's like, You know. I know a friend of mine, uh, I got a cousin in Arkansas, he's not around anybody, I can stay out there and and get away from all this. And while he's saying all this, Charles Durning, the camera pans to Charles Durning, looking at the hand, looking at the uh, shovel, grabbing the shovel and hitting him over the head, killing him. And then I guess he buried him. So then Charles Durning's character is driving down the road. All the evidence is clear now. The woman's gone. The woman's gone. His friends are all dead. No one can say he did it except for the girl. He's driving down the road and then he sees Merrily. Just randomly on the road. He chases after her into the cornfield. He chase he's chased after her to a machine, uh and a, a, a fill a fill machine or whatever it is. Gets out there, he sees her. He grabs her and says, you're it's you. You're the one who's at fault here. It's you. She screams and she runs. He goes to chase after her. But just, no, no, I take that back. Just as he's getting ready to do something, the lights on the machine kick on. And then he realizes someone's in there, right? The camera shows that no one's in there, but it's moving shit. The machine kicks on and it's chasing after Charles Durning's postman character. He's he's saying screaming, hey, blah blah, it's not me. Hey, it was it was it was her. It was her. Uh, it was her. We didn't do anything. It was her. Uh, as he's running, trying to get away from the machine, he runs and runs and runs, and then boom, sharp pain basically, because he is stabbed with a pitchfork by the random scarecrow that just happens to be. Uh, uh, Post it up. He kills Charles Durning's character, the postman. After being stabbed, the postman kind of looks at the scarecrow, looking into the eye. He he uh, looks at his wounds and he falls dead. 
Meanwhile, the little girl who was running away in the cornfield or apple or pumpkin patch or whatever, that's what it was, pumpkin patch. And she's scared and you hear something coming toward her, walking toward her. And the camera pans to the scarecrow and it turns and it looks at the girl. And the girl smiles and it hands the girl a flower. And she goes, Next time, let's play a chase game, okay? I, I know all kinds of games we can play. And as she's talking to the scarecrow, the credits roll up. That's how they used to do back in the 70s. The film would end, and it wouldn't end with a fade to black, and then a credits roll. No, it, sometimes it would just freeze that image, and then the credits would roll up. Old school stuff. And that's Dark Knight of the Scarecrow. Um, I don't know entirely the details behind it. I kind of wish I did on this. Um, all I know is that it was a TV movie. That's the other part of this thing. Dark Knight Scarecrow was a TV movie because back in the late 80s, late 80s, early 80s, uh, CBS had a whole lineup of TV movies. Some of them were dramas. Some of them were horror. A lot of them were horror because that's what led to uh, movies like Kojak the Night Stalker. There's an old movie that I have not found on streaming called The Dog from Hell, which is about a family that takes in a random dog that just happens to be Satan. Um, that's an interesting little story movie, too. I It doesn't have great effects, but I just like how this dog possesses his entire family to the point that they turned on each other. Not turn on, they turned on the dad who kind of figured something's up, not right. Richard Crenna was the main star in this, and... Richard Crenna, of course, is from Rambo, Rambo films. Uh, Dog Hill is another good one. There's a couple of good uh, um, TV movies. Salem's Lot, uh, Stephen King's Salem's Lot, was in its own way a TV movie. It had a lot going on with it. But Dark Knight of the Scarecrow, I like a lot because I try to watch it every year for Halloween, at least once, at least once a time, once a year for Halloween, because it's such a good revenge tale. I like how it's a satisfying revenge one because not many revenge, a lot of revenge films have it where the people responsible get away with the shit that they did. And Dark Knight Scarecrow, they didn't get away with the shit that they did. They they got, they got, but we got revenge on these guys, and it didn't end pretty for the people in this thing, and they deserved it because of what they did. It was a satisfying horror film so if you get a chance check it out it's it's on tubi if you if you want to check it out tubi is a great little app uh where you can watch all kinds of different film and tv uh you can watch live tv i've never done that yet but you can watch live tv on tubi but uh, yeah check out tubi this has been effort i'm doing a podcast i'm curtis and we will talk again shortly